Welcome to the Fearless and Successful Podcast, brought to you by Coach D. That is me, and it is designed for changemakers just like you. I am an international success and business coach, and I love, love, love supporting you on your journey to ultimate health, happiness, and freedom. I obsess on all things mindset mastery and business strategy that allow you to design the life on your own terms. This podcast will be led through my three P's, productivity, purpose, and profit, and I will do my best to bring you the industry leaders on these topics, and I am also going to provide you with solo episodes where I'm going to talk about these three P's. If you are ready to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world, let's get this party started. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to another Fearless and Successful show. I have an extraordinary human being, as always, uh, all the way from Canada, Ontario, uh, Tina Brigley with me today. Thank you, Tina, for joining me and welcome. Oh, thank you, Dee. It's a pleasure. And go Canada. Um, Yay! <laughs> Love this. And I just want to thank you, like, really, seriously, I'm so grateful that, you know, you're jumping in here 6 a.m. in the morning, um, you know, where you are and taking the time to connect with me to share some of your experiences, your practices, your best tips as a high-performing coach. Um, and also, you know, I appreciate that I get to, I, I am really grateful to, to be able to connect with people who are like-minded. We, before we started this show, we already connected and I just feel that this is going to be such a great conversation. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I, I think I was sold on you when you sent me that beautiful planner and I thought, oh man, this woman is just so authentic and so caring and just cares about our audience. So, I, you know, it really truly is a pleasure. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, thank you so much. And what we are going to be talking about is really how to build those authentic online relationships. And before we start our conversation, I want to give you a proper introduction. So Tina Brigley, as I mentioned, she comes from Canada and she's a co-founder and breakthrough results coach at High Performing Coach. She's an international coach. She's part of an international coaching company that actually trains and develops coaches to become top performers. And before we start anything, like, you know, I want to ask you something because this is a very buzzy word, top performance. What would you say, like someone who is just for the first time is hearing that word and thinking like, okay, what is top, top performance? What does that actually mean? High performance, top performance. Who are these people? Yeah, I always say they are the leaders that are showing up authentically online. You know, they not only grow a successful business, but they practice what they preach. They're the real deal. And in order to be a top performer in your business, you have to be a top performer in, in your life. Yes. And it comes from a place of authentic leadership, you know, sharing mm. yourself vulnerably, sharing your stories and, and your golden nuggets are you, you are your best marketing tool. So I believe that top performers that lead from the heart, they're the ones that are making a ripple in the world, which means they're actually generating revenue in their business too. Mm. And, you know, some people, 
they, they feel bad about saying I make money, but money just means impact means that you're, you're making an impact in the world and leaders make an impact. So that's what we mean. Like, you know, we like to say that we help purpose driven or we help purpose driven coaches become purpose driven entrepreneurs. Yeah. So you can so do what you love and you get to make money for it. So beautiful. Um, and oh, we could go in so many different directions, but um, you said it so beautifully. I think that there is a distinction between, you know, just having a, a purpose or a drive to make money instead, and coaches who are these creative entrepreneurs and they care about both money and impact positive impact that is right because we have people who can make money and they do bad stuff with money what you are essentially like helping coaches and and people who are working with people um to create both a positive impact and also money like and this is just yeah what's their better in life <laughs> yeah yeah you know like i say to people if you walked into a job every day for a week. And at the end of the week, your boss said, you know what? I'm sorry. You don't actually get a paycheck this week. I know you work 60 hours a week, but we're, we can't pay you this week. And then the next week you walked in and you didn't get paid. And then the next week and the next week, eventually you would feel like this sense of like, I'm not valued in this job because it's just an exchange of value. Yet coaches somehow feel bad about getting money in exchange for their, their value, you know, their, their life experiences and their education, they make it really weird. And so we want to take that out and say, you get to make money doing what you love, but we have so many program beliefs about money. And most people don't, don't think that you can make an impact and get paid to do what you love. So when mm -hmm. people start getting paid, they almost shame themselves for that. I love this so much. I should be doing it for free. It's like, you love this so much, but you get to make money too, just like in the real world. <laughs> it's an extreme mm. value. It's so crazy, right? How this, you know, traditional or employee mindset actually, probably like most of us have been raised with you know my my parents were both like my father was an he still is entrepreneur and my mom uh, in the opposite like the, the 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 extreme she worked for the same company for 42 years and she had this like you could see the difference how entrepreneur thing and how you know someone who is in a job and i think we're just being brought up that you know if you work for someone, you work your butt off, you you show up, you do like above and beyond. But then when it comes to and, and you you get paid for the amount of hours that you put in. And then we also believe that when once we become entrepreneurs, we need to work the same amount of hours, sacrifice everything. And OK, I might get paid or I might not get paid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So backwards. Know yeah, it's so backwards. I mean, I was an educator for 14 years. So I knew what it was like to get a salary and a pension and, a, and benefits. And I remember one day I walked in on a Monday morning and I was wishing for it to be Friday. And then I noticed that on Fridays, I was wishing for it to be 3 p.m. And then <laughs> at 3 p.m., 
I was wishing for it to be Saturday. And mm -hmm. I realized that I was wishing my life away. Now, mm -hmm. being an educator is an amazing job. And most people would be really happy to have a job that you make six figures. I know some people are like, what in Canada? That's how much teachers are making. Yeah. Remember our Canadian dollar is a little bit different than everybody else's around <laughs> the world. But we, you know, I did have the comfort and the security, but that little whisper in like kept saying me, there's gotta be more, there's gotta be more. And I remember when I, invested in becoming a health coach in the beginning of my career, it got to the point where I was asked the question, do you want to be a teacher or do you want to be a coach? Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about what it would be like to be an entrepreneur, to not have to get up and be at work for eight o'clock and to make my own hours. And, you know, I, I thought about this possibility of doing what I love and getting paid to do what I love. But in my head, I was like, yeah, but that's not possible because I was so ingrained with this whole worker mindset. You got to work for somebody else. They give you a paycheck. It was so scary to just step out. And I remember standing in my living room and my knees were shaking. I, my body felt numb because I was really at a crossroads. Do I leave teaching to grow my business or do I stay teaching? And then I remember thinking about it, weighing the pros and the cons. And then I chose, I powerfully chose, I choose to be a coach, you know, mm -hmm. and it really was, it wasn't a decision. I say decisions, like even the Latin word decidra literally means to kill off what's possible. Yeah. So I was make, I was trying to make a decision and then I decided, you know, um, I don't want to kill off what's possible. I'm just going to powerfully choose. And so in that moment I chose, and I remember the backlash people said to me, you're being really selfish. You have your children to worry about. Um, you're, you're not thinking straight. I, I had recently separated from my husband. We got back together three years later, but at the time we were separated and people thought you must be losing your mind. There must be something wrong with you. So I heard like, you can't do it. You're a single mom. It's selfish. What if you lose your house? All of these like, what ifs? And I had to really tune out that noise and just really listen to my heart and say, what does Tina want right now? But it was really, really challenging to get out of that worker mindset because not only was I programmed to believe a certain, to have certain beliefs, everybody around me was reinforcing those beliefs. So I really had to be fearless in this endeavor to just follow my internal compass. And I'm not saying the journey was easy. <laughs> it was not easy. Everyone would do it if it would be easy, right? <laughs> It, it, it wasn't, but it was alive. Mm -hmm. It was really alive, you know, the roller coaster, the ups and the downs. But I believe it was my, my strong belief that that vision that I created, mm -hmm. I really believed that if I kept moving forward, that that would happen. I would create my vision. I didn't know how. I didn't know who was going to help me along the journey but there was something stronger inside of me that said, yes, you can. 
and, and, and there were days where I was like, no, you can't, you're not the one, <laughs> you know, sure. the head, the ego, you're not the one, you're not the one, you can't do this. You're crazy. You're a teacher. You're not a coach. But I just said, I hear you. Oh my gosh. I hear you. And you can't sit in the, in the, in the driver's seat with me. You have to take a back seat. Yeah. And I visualize that fear and doubt, limiting beliefs. I visualize them sitting on my lap in the driver's seat. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't see with you on my lap. Yes. Get so good. <laughs> so good. I love this. I love it. And I want to stop here because I, I recently I, I listened to Lisa Nichols. I love her when she speaks. Like she's my, one of my, you know, really well my coach Natasha I need to give her a shout out because she's my speaking coach but Lisa Nichols is someone who really inspired me to think about you know how to impact people and how to impact millions um, and I recently heard her one of the talks where she talks about this idea you know yes fear is here I feel it I see you um, but you know it's my ride you know, if you're going to ride with me, you need to be in the back seat. And it was so, and she said, and like you did it, you know, say it with a little fun because things will get uncomfortable. Things will get, you know, scary, but that doesn't mean that you need to stop there. You just need to keep on riding and acknowledge that fear. And also like what I love to do, like I invite fear to actually, you know, I say, thank you. I see you yeah, and acknowledge fear. Um, I feel it. But it's just that it's a feeling, nothing else. Like it's not the end of the world. What's the worst thing that can happen? You know, you can ride here with me in a back seat, or you just, you know, hey, no, bye. <laughs> um, and it's literally what you said. I love that you said, "What if I don't want to be in this position?" When I when I would ask myself, "What if?" You know, if in regret, what if I didn't take this leap of faith? What if I would still stay in a position where I am longing for that Friday to come, 3 p.m. to come? What would my life look like if I would take that leap of faith and become a coach? And a lot of people just choose. To, you said it. It's, it is a decision. You choose to be stuck. Yeah. It's not like, you know, you can't blame anyone. And I think like we are, we see a lot, especially with, with, with new coaches. Um, they are hustling between their, you know, nine to five and starting their, you know, coaching business. And you, you have to, at one point, you have to make a decision and you say, I'm going all in. It's not like burning all boats, but seeing the opportunity that you can actually, if you have that calling and purpose, you becoming a coach, this is not something that, you know, someone will tell you, become a coach. No, it's because you feel that you are meant to do that. And yeah. this... You know, just the not not acknowledging that feeling is the worst thing that can I think that if I would stay and that was my reason how or how, my feeling how I feel moving from Slovenia to Sweden I moved here seven years ago um, and I left a really like dream dream life which was a dream life probably for my parents for everyone else and they would say to me like you're crazy living this like really comfortable life and that's what what it was comfortable <laughs> um and i was miserable on yeah. um, the outside was you know cool i i made it happen something that a lot of people thought it's not possible but you know if i would stay there i was probably like in 40 years i would become as my mom 
you know, working for the same company organization. I was working at the university. It was a great job. Um, you know, I was in HR. I wasn't an educator, but, you know, I work with, with you know, beautiful, like I, the job itself was beautiful, but staying there 40 years, if I just... <laughs> It just suffocates, you know, <laughs> the, the thought of, you know, like 30 years more to live like this. No, no, I would rather like, like you said, roller coaster. I grind rather and I build this resilience and I, and I work hard for five years and I have this ups and downs, but it makes me alive. Yes, yes. I, I mean, there, there's... So many people, I, I was listening to something the other day and, and she was basically saying, like, we're born into hell. <laughs> we're born into this, you know, jail cell that we put ourselves in, you know, we're reliant on our parents for everything when we're kids and we learn to be reliant on others. And then when we grow up, we believe that that's what it has to be, reliant on somebody else to give us a paycheck, reliant on somebody else to tell us when we can eat and when we can mm -hmm. think and when we can have a vacation. And she said, but we put ourselves there, you know? And I'm not saying that we not like having a nine to five job, like a lot of people love it. They love that yeah. life. Yeah. But when you are an entrepreneur and when you step outside of it, um, and when you see the jail cell that you're living in, it's like this whole like miraculous thing. It's like a miracle. It feels like to, to see and to feel what's on the other side. Um, and people that work at nine to five jobs, you know, as long as they don't make that job their life, as long as they see that there's a life outside of, you know, your nine to five and make sure that you live your life, you know, it's, it's just life is a beautiful thing that we get to experience and live and, and, and take it all in the whole experience of it. And, and there's so many people that really believe like, I know that there's something more to me. I know that this isn't my true calling, my true purpose. And, and they feel really afraid to even explore it. Mm -hmm. What is it that I really love? You know, I, I, um, I was a TEDx speaker and I laugh at that now because what happened, the true story behind me becoming a speaker is um, a friend sent me the, the application to audition. And one of the things you had to do was create an audition video. Well, I was terrified of doing Facebook lives I had never done anything like that before, creating a video. So, um, so I wanted to get over my fear of just creating a video. Mm. So I shared my experience. I said, I heard about this application and my initial thought was, wow, that would be so amazing. I'd love to be a speaker. But then my thoughts turn to, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. People won't listen. Now's not the time. You're brand new. You're too new. And so I decided not to audition. And then I got another email asking me again. So my audition video was about stepping, was about that. How many other people are scared, but they let their fear stop them. And mm -hmm. I said, I don't know if I'm right for to be a TEDx speaker, but I know that there are other people that feel exactly like me. And I'm creating this audition video to get over my fear. And 
if I were chosen, I guess I would talk about, you know, not letting your stories stop you from living your life. And so she, the, the woman came to one of my talks and she said, Hey, Tina, do you know who I am? And I said, no, not really. And she told me, and she said, so I just wanted to let you know that we choose you. Hmm. I'm like, what, what do you mean you choose me? Like to be a coach for the speakers? Like, what, <laughs> what are you choosing? She said, no, we want you to be a speaker. Hmm. And in that moment I had this, oh my gosh, holy crap moment. Like, how am I going to do this? I'm not a speaker. So I decided in that moment, I was going to fake it until I be it. Hmm. I was going to practice so much that it would really become comfortable. And I was going to use this experience to get over my fear of public speaking in a huge grand way. And two weeks before the actual live event, I had to practice in front of the coaches. So I remember the experience of terror like I'm not even joking I couldn't breathe I was yeah. sweating I was shaking my voice was trembling I had my cue cards in my hand and they said okay Tina whenever you're ready nothing came out of my mouth I had nothing I had been practicing for months wow. and nothing came out of my mouth I couldn't do it and so I was like okay just breathe just breathe and they're like it's okay take your time and then I started just reading the cue cards. And I said to myself, 18 minutes and this will be over. Just keep going. Just keep going. And I literally read my cue cards for 18 minutes. Um, and, and then I just realized I have to practice in front of more people to get over my fear. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. And I practiced and I practiced. And then it got easier and easier. And the day of the event behind the curtain, seeing all those people, those fears started coming up. And there was like this little whisper that said, just share your story. Mm -hmm. Like just share your story. So I remember stepping on stage and seeing all the faces in the audience staring at me and my palms started sweating. And I had this like nervous laughter and I was totally in my head. I could hear my thoughts like, oh my gosh, you're going to screw up. You had all of these negative beliefs. And then all of a sudden, like I, the words were coming out of my mouth, but my head was here. I could, I didn't know how the words were still coming out of my mouth, but my head was so loud and noisy. And then all of a sudden the noise stopped. Hmm. It literally felt like the noise in my head stopped. And I heard, just share your story. And then it was that experience that I was 100% out here with my audience. I, I wasn't in my head. I was just, I had a message to give and I was going to give that message. Mm -hmm. And that I believe helped me grow my business mm. because I was so panicked, so afraid that I thought if I can get over that, there's nothing I can't do. Like nothing will be worse than that experience that I had in front of those coaches. Nothing. Utter panic. Like I am going to barf right now. <laughs> I, it was so, even when I was an educator, parent-teacher interviews, I had a hard time speaking in front of parents. That's how debilitating my fear of public speaking was. Wow. And getting over that fear, I realized, oh my gosh, if I can do that, what else can I do? Hmm. So good. I love, I love how funny this is because, you know, um, 
And I never experienced that in, in such an extent where, <laughs> where this is so cool because a lot of people say that, you know, you, your worst fear is actually fear of public speaking. You, you're afraid more of public speaking than your own death. Um, and I never felt like, what are, what are you guys talking about? You know, and, and I think that because I had this experience when I was little, everyone was telling me, you know, don't speak, don't speak, don't speak, don't speak. And what I would do, like as a little girl, I had this, one of the best memories on my childhood. And I worked through this, you know, stories and what, what were my experiences when I was a child. Um, I was an immigrant kid. So for us was like, I, I, the first thing was that teachers always told me you can't speak language, right? And second was like, I was bullied and picked up by other girls. And it was, you know, I, I was always somewhere in the corner. And for me, like coming home and having my dolls and I would speak in front of them, like it was such a great, um, I, ha I, I had this dolls and I was literally thinking of me, like I'm standing there empowering them. And it's so crazy how, you know, this little girl dream actually becomes a reality when you, when you just, you know, it wasn't something that I needed to overcome um, specifically as a fear, but it was just such a strong passion. And, you know, and, and if someone would tell me, you know, go on a stage in front of 10,000 people, my dream is to literally stand with Mel Robbins in front of 10,000 people and, you know, just speak. And I know that this would be the story that I would start with. And it, it excites me so much. And I want to see like, you know, I want to see the faces when I tell this story, how I was as a kid, like really dreaming to be in front of women and, and sharing my story. And what you say, your story is your leverage your story is really what you should be focusing and how this story can relate to your audience that's that's what it matters oh, yeah. it really doesn't matter what you think what you 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 know it's the story and the people who need to hear it mm. yeah it it's so true and and people don't realize that their their fear of sharing their story it is like, um, it's a made up fear. Yeah. You know, some people say to me, oh, but people won't want to hear my story or it's not that significant or mm -hmm. they, they, they create stories about their stories that yeah, stop yeah, them. Yeah. They don't realize there's 7.5 billion people in the world and right. your people will relate to your story and say, oh my gosh, that is just like me. How did mm -hmm. you overcome that? That's me right now. How did you do that? So I believe that the world is, I mean, we've all been storytellers. Our whole mm -hmm. lives, we've been storytellers. I mean, even mm -hmm. in school, we write stories, we tell stories, but, but we tell ourselves stories all the time, but most of our stories are, are limiting us, mm -hmm. are stopping us. Mm -hmm. And I love your story because mm -hmm. in that mo in those moments you made a decision about yourself mm -hmm. and you lived into that decision which helped you speak in front of your dolls to say yeah no i'm not going to let them stop me because your story was one of empowerment i'm going to be sharing my story i am going to be sharing my voice but imagine other people who would have been through the same experience as you, where people, your teachers are saying, stop talking. The yeah. kids are bullying them. Their story becomes, I can't speak. 
Mm -hmm. And then they shut down their voice in those moments and see, it's the same situation, yet the stories change and the stories are the ones that we live into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? and, it's so, and it's so funny you're saying this because, you know, it, does, it, it doesn't, for me, that it hasn't stopped there where, you know, just my, my primary school teacher would say, you know, you can't speak. But it went through, you know, in, gym, in gymnasium when I started a second language, it was a uh, second uh, foreign language, which was German. And my German teacher would said, you can't speak. <laughs> and then when I moved to Sweden, like language was the reason why, you know, after sending 2,800 applications for a job, when we just, you know, moved here, um, I got rejected because I couldn't speak a language and that became a pattern that I, you know, and, and it's the story that I created a, the language became a barrier for me. Mm-hmm. And you know what, when I, when I became, when I became coach, a lot of people told me coach in your own language, because that's, you know, this is literally when I broke that pattern, speak in your language and coach in your language, because you have your audience there because your people are Slovenian people. You need to coach these people. And I said, why? It was literally the question that I asked my quote. And she said, because you can't speak English. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, this is exactly what I'm gonna do. This is exactly what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna start my coaching career with, with doing content only in English. And I think like what happens and, you know, a lot of my, my, and I attract like, and it wasn't like, because I speak English, people from Slovenia wouldn't come to me. They would come to me because they felt inspired because I can reach more than just, you know, my home country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you just limit yourself. I would go just there, like to Slovenia. In this way, I could expand. My reason was to leverage and to learn and to go deep and to to master my language, to inspire more people than just to you know limit myself to my home country. Oh. And you know, it, and this is like you know, it, I broke that pattern. And I'm not saying like my English is still not perfect, but it's enough. Oh yeah. You got out of the box. You got <laughs> yeah. out of the jail cell that others were trying to put you in. Yes. No, oh, do this. Oh. only do this. Yeah. You can't do right. more. <laughs> you know, and this is what I feel like when, when probably with you, with, when you were coaching top performance, um, uh, it's like, you know, I, I, I'm sick and tired to hear um, of coaches who, who tell their clients, you have to do this. <laughs> you have to, you know, we coaches are not here to tell you what to do. We're here to guide you to your best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And for you to experience, I, 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 you know, I had a coach recently as well, like, like, and this was really odd for me because I love this coach. Like I, I really trust him and I love him. He did like, he's really amazing. But at one coaching call, he said, you know, you do it like I tell, tell you to do. Heck no. Like, no, you're not my mom. Like, where are we? Like, you know, like seriously. And I think that, you know, you, when you are coaching top performers, how is it like, because I believe that these are like people who are change makers, you have their vision, you know, how do you coach a top performer? Yeah, so that's a, an amazing question because we have a system 
that worked for us, that got us to a seven-figure coaching business in pretty much less than two years. But we say within this system, it's not actually the system that works. It's when you believe in yourself, mm -hmm. you start taking committed actions and wow. you find your own way within the system. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's almost like if, if it were that easy that you just take actions and shift your mindset, you get results. Every coach, you know, I, I heard a statistic that 90% of coaches aren't actually um, creating sustainable income. 90%. Yes. They're broke. <laughs> I'm like, but there's people like Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn and um, John Maxwell and all of these coaching programs around the world that are there to help coaches and to service providers. So if it was just a matter of taking actions and changing your mindset to get the results, the, the resources are out there. They're mm -hmm. everywhere in the world. But what we believe is underneath that, you know, there's our views, opinions, and beliefs that are actually like chains holding mm -hmm. us down. And unless you recognize, you know, I, I like to say, I, I call it the, the being of a coach has to show up to the world before you start taking committed actions. And, and what that looks like is, we get to recognize one, our triggers. You know, when coaches are having enrollment calls or making their offer, there's certain things that show up in those calls for them. They feel like frauds, they feel scared, they feel like they're not enough. Like all of those things that are stopping them, most of the time they're not aware that that is actually what's stopping them. They say, oh, that client wasn't ready. No, there's a breakdown in your leadership you're not showing up as a leader. And, and I don't blame coaches because they don't know what they don't know. But if they're not recognizing what is the thing that's stopping you, um, then they just keep repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. And when those patterns show up, they put on their brakes. And I visualize yeah. like we literally have chains holding us down. And once in a while, we'll break a chain but then there's still a hundred more that are holding us. Mm -hmm. So when we recognize these triggers, then we can start seeing the beliefs we're attaching to the triggers. You know, the belief is X, Y, and Z, and usually they're limiting. And so when we start recognizing the limiting beliefs and switch them to empowering beliefs, oh no, I am enough and I am valuable and I do make a difference and my purpose is bigger. And when you start, and I'm going to say this again, you know, fake it till you be it. Eventually the old version slips off and that's just who you get to be in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you show up authentically mm -hmm. and authentic. I feel like it's this, this higher self, you know, the one that's been guiding you, your internal compass, your higher self, you know, replaces the ego. The ego mm -hmm. gets stuck in the limits and the beliefs and the, the identity and attached to the likes and the comments, but the higher self isn't attached to any of that. The higher self is just a service to humanity. My mission in life is to serve humanity. And when you show up authentically, not making it about you, your fears, your doubts, your beliefs, but just about powerfully serving others, then you're in a position to take committed actions. 
See, it, it's like there's a whole bunch that needs to happen. So when we train and develop our coaches, it isn't just about business strategy. It's about what's stopping you from implementing those strategies. What is your mechanism? When this person says X, how do you respond? When do you shut down? When do you pull back? And when they start seeing, you know, one of our clients, an amazing story, he said, I said, why are you holding back? And he said, um, I don't know. I said, tell me your story. When was another time where you got shamed for doing something and now you feel like you have to hide yourself? And I said, not what your brain says, but uh, the initial thought. And he said, oh my gosh, I remember when I was little, I woke up and ate a loaf of bread in the middle of the night. And he said, um, my parents woke up and said, who ate all the bread? I felt so ashamed. I was like, I didn't want to tell them it was me. He said, but I think that shame that I felt has been carrying with me. It, it's been holding me back and making me feel shameful. And I said, okay, until now, what's your choice now? Now that you see it, what are you going to create? What are you going to let go of? I'm going to let go of feeling shameful for showing up, for shameful for what I'm doing. I'm like, beautiful. What new actions are you going to take now having this insight? Well, every time I feel that shame come up when I'm making my offer or when I'm doing this, I'm going to touch it and I'm going to let it go. Beautiful. And that's what he did. And then he started creating results. He started creating clients. He started showing up authentically. One loaf of bread <laughs> was running his show. Yeah. And, and now when I work with clients, they all have stories. But what I do is I look for patterns, predictable things that keep showing up over and over again. I'm, listen, this is our fifth session now. It's the <sighs> same pattern. Let's just go back. Where is yeah. it coming from? And this is what makes the difference. And I believe coaches need coaches. Yeah. I have two. <laughs> I have two coaches and I coach coaches. This is so mind blowing because I'm thinking like now, you know, it's not just about coaches getting coaches, but also people who will spot on, you know, right coaches who will spot on where you are actually, you know, playing small and where you are just bullcrapping, <laughs> um, you know, because I think that still, you know, we can be fearless, but what I love with my, you know, coach shouldn't be a cheerleader. I think that a lot of time I see coaches like, yeah, you know, I'm a what I do with my clients is like, you know, you know, like you said, this is fifth session. Come on. We are doing this again, calling out your clients and really like spotting their blind spots um, mm -hmm. and, and telling, you know, this is what's happening. This is what I see. It's a, it's a pattern. Oh, this is so gr gr great. And I know that we have, uh, we, we touched so many great stuff and um is there like anything that you would lo love to wrap this up and just to give a, a final nugget to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I want to say thank you for the opportunity to speak on your platform and to share with your audience. And, um, you know, there's two things that I want to leave the audience with. One is if you are a coach or a service provider and you know, you really want to take your business to the next level. Hiring a coach that's already where you want to be 
is the key to your success. Every time you get to the next level, like Dee said, you can't coach yourself. You know, you can't see your own blind spots. And a coach that sees you as your higher self and holds you to that is what it's going to take to break to the next level. And sometimes coaches are afraid of investing in their business because they believe that they have to make money in order to spend money. That's just an old programming. But when you invest in yourself, the return comes back tenfold. Um, so th that would be one of the things that I would say. I, I know that you know your audience, I know the people that are listening right now, you want to experience what Dee has experienced, the freedom to live her life. You know, you want to uh, be able to not be held back by money and held back by your limiting beliefs. And I know that there are people that want to make a huge ripple in the world. And if that is you, be willing to reach out and ask somebody for help, really, because I know what it's like to wait three years to ask for help because I was too proud. And that three years of trying to figure it out on my own, I felt really lonely and I felt isolated and I felt like my, my passion was starting to fizzle out. I was starting to believe that maybe this wasn't my true calling and I made a mistake. And I definitely want people to realize if you're here, if you're listening, it's because you want a better life. So be willing to go after what you want. And, and the I, other thing, that, yeah. And, and, I, one and other, at this point, I want to read oh. what is in, a, in your background because it said so oh. bold. Today is the day. Today is the day. And I, just like the whole of this uh, recording, I was like, today's the day. Today's the day. And remember, you guys, if you feel that Tina, you know, and, and maybe like she's not the, the, the coach for you or not, I'm not coach for you. But you need to get out of your mind and ask for help and support. If you feel that you can, that this is not your best, that you are not where you're supposed to be, and you can, you can be more, like reach out. reach out. Reach out to a mentor from school. Like it, you reach out to a friend who maybe knows someone who is a coach or whatever, you know, just reach out to someone you trust and you would want them to or if you have a, a certain coach in your mind and you are feeling right now yes i should connect with them but you're afraid do it yes. do it today's the day <laughs> today's the day there's only power in now and yeah and i always say on these calls like exactly what you said we may not be the coaches for you but there are thousands of super qualified amazing human beings that will take you wherever you want to go but the choice is yours to act or to keep living the life that you've been living. And there's nothing wrong with it. But if you're called to something bigger, if you have a calling to have an amazing relationship or better health or more success in your business, be mm -hmm. willing to be brave yeah. and live the life that you are meant to live. So yes. much freedom on your side. And it's just a flip. It's just a decision. Yeah. Don't dwell. Let's just decide now. It's literally like, you know, and Tony says, you mentioned Tony, and I know that he's he's one of my favorite um, people. And I know that he's yours too. Um, 
he always says like your life can change in an instant with that one decision an instant you can change the direction of your life in an instant you just need to make that decision yes. and it might feel like in oh that's not so rational it's not logical but if you feel it in your gut just connect with that voice that it's in your soul in your gut follow that intuition and it's going to guide you follow your heart that's another one that you have like there in the back follow your heart guys because yeah. your voice and your little like mind is just like monkey mind most of the times and it tries to keep you locked and safe and you know yeah imagine the ripple imagine the ripple if every single human being in the world chose i'm going to live my best life I'm going to step outside the drama. I'm going to show up powerfully. I'm going to give all that I got. I'm going to make sure that everybody in my presence feels loved and heard and understood. Can you imagine the world we would live in if everybody declared this is going to be my best life? Mm -hmm. Like the energy of the world would just be like beaming, like the vibration, everybody would lift everybody up. And that is the world I choose to live in. And you know, Tina, it's totally possible. Yes. With, with people like you, like creating this space and, you know, inspiration, it's possible. It's done. It's possible, but we need everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's why you matter. You listening right now, you matter. Because yeah. if you're listening to this and you came to the end, which was like an extensive show, um, but if you came to the end, that's your sign. Mm. You have to act now. Yeah, yeah. And tell us, like my favorite part is really of this show is like, where can people connect with you? And I want you to give us a one platform that you absolutely enjoy and you build this, you know, authentic relationships. Where can people see like this, you know, smiley, positive Tina in her best, but also in her realist Tina experience? Yeah, so I think that the best platform for me is LinkedIn. I do most of my business on LinkedIn. I share videos on LinkedIn. Um, and it's just my name, Tina Brigley. Uh, I believe that's, yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and connect with me, but don't just connect with me. Send me a message. Say, hey, I heard your podcast with, with D, and I want to engage with you and I want to get to know you. And, um, yeah, and that's probably the best place. You know, I have a website and all that stuff, but but I love interacting with people on LinkedIn and I love learning from other people and reading their articles and seeing what they're up to. And um, there's so much value on that platform. So and I'm gonna and I'm gonna take this uh, to to the, another level because I love to invite people to do fearless action. If you never if you're on LinkedIn and you never did the story on LinkedIn, <laughs> this is my favorite right now. If you never did a story, so I want you to screenshot this episode and tag Tina and let her know what was your aha moment mm -hmm. when you were listening to this show share with you because this is how we coaches learn by feedback by your feedback we learn and we can give more of that what we get from you so share the feedback what you heard from tina tag her in the story it can be on linkedin um try you know if you've never tried a story on linkedin this is now today try something new <laughs> 
Oh yeah. I love that. I used to be so intimidated by LinkedIn. I was like, I am not sharing myself on there. Those people are like amazing and up to big things in life and they don't want to hear from me. And then I realized we are all amazing and we're all up to big things and we mm -hmm. all love learning from each other. So it's just a beautiful platform. And thank you so much, Dee. Thank you, truly. Thank you. It was beautiful. And I, I'm not going to leave you right now because I, I know that you mentioned something that is that is really stuck in my head. You know, um, being committed, it's something that I think it's the best quality and best skill that someone can have, not just a, as a coach, but, you know, anyone being committed to your health, being committed to your relationships, being committed to have fun in life, being committed to change and impact. And you have something that, uh, you know, you can give to our people for free that, you know, gets them to that commitment. Can you share a little bit what that is? Oh, okay. Well, I do every single week on Wednesdays, at 1 p.m. Eastern, I offer a two hour free interactive workshop. So I literally coach people. I help them create their vision. Um, and I say in the beginning, like, listen, we're just gonna have a conversation and we're gonna create what's possible. And I'm gonna offer you the opportunity to get coaching. And there's mm -hmm. no strings attached. I don't sell anything at the end. It's really just an opportunity for people to get to the truth of where they're at and where they want to be. And then they get to powerfully choose their next step. But we just really engage with each other, have fun. It's like this podcast, except in a live audience, I just coach and I help people discover what's stopping them. So, so I would beautiful. love to offer that opportunity. Um, and there's no commitment. It's free. You don't have yeah. to pay. You get free coaching. But you still need to commit yourself to take an action after this because, you know, Tina is investing her time to really um, to coach you, to give you this free value. So, you know, the best thing that you can do, don't just show up, but also commit yourself to take action after after that. And I'm sure Tina will give you a lot of tools to take action. Um, oh, my goodness. This was so beautiful. Um, yeah. I think we, we nailed it. We had, uh, I think that the intention was to be authentic. And I think you, you, I could feel your authenticity, you sharing with so much love. And I think that message was also, you know, what I got from you is like, you know, facts tell and story sells um, and be more of a, not just seller, but share your story. You know, um, don't be afraid to share who you are and most of all, like who you want to become. Um, what are your visions? What are your passions? Where do you see yourself? Like I think, you know, sharing that path and inspiring people to see what is possible. Um, yeah, be that change. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I just, I invested in a, a vision board coach to help me pull out my like vision. And I gotta tell you Dee, it scared me so much that I started sabotaging myself. I mm -hmm. started looking for ways to exit my business. Wow. Because I was in this space of like, oh, 
like I couldn't breathe again, right? The next level, the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, devil. You know, because mm -hmm. when you get to that, like when you start seeing yourself in these other spaces, then it comes with a whole new set of beliefs and limits. Mm -hmm. And But I, the good thing is I recognized that that's what I was doing. And so I was able to like touch it and let it go. Mm -hmm. But it really did scare the crap out of me because I thought all of this is possible. But what does that mean? You know, what that's a lot of responsibility and how am I going to create this and what am I going to do? And, you know, it started filling me up with these fears again. I'm like, Oh, if I can handle Ted X <laughs> and not die, I won't die okay. now. Uh, yeah. So it's just and my, one of my friends really says this uh, and I experienced this, like, and Guy Henry says in his big leap um, book, he actually refers this to a upper limit. Um, you know how we are actually upper limiting ourselves. And my good friend says, <clears throat> when you reach another level, you, you reach that or next level, you reach another devil. And it's literally like, you know, when you play a game, uh, every level you will meet a monster that you need to conquer and it's you know if you conquered once you can conquer them all um <laughs> it's so beautiful um it's thank you for so, sharing that <laughs> it's so true you know i use that one all the time too every level's another devil yeah i'm like oh gosh here you go again you know but that's the beauty of being a coach mm -hmm. you know we do the work so that our clients don't have to spend thousands of hours training and developing, you know, we get to give it to them concisely. We get to give them the curated, you know, um, it, it, like, I don't want to say information, but it, it kind of is. We get to give them the Coles notes version mm -hmm. and allow them to have breakthroughs at an accelerated speed. Yeah. Oh, so good. Well, what it, th this came for me, like it's, you know, because we are, growing ex exponentially because we are growing so fast because we are not just you know you you grow the most not just by learning but also by teaching when you are actually coaching you're growing um all of the time and that's like this exponential growth and of course you're gonna always reach like it, it's one percent and on a compound it's just more than just you know every day one percent it's gonna compound in this like 36 percent growth in a yearly basis. Uh, and it's just so beautiful because if you can imagine like yeah, last year in January, 2020, no one would expect it that this January, 2021 would be like this. And the growth, I think that a lot of people grew in 2020 because they, they, you know, it was so much stuff going on and, you know, it's exponential growth and committing yourself to grow every day gets you to that place. Oh, another level, another devil <laughs> good i'm gonna face it uh but yeah i'm not gonna stall any of your time but i i, I think this this i'm gonna say this first time i would love for you to have a comeback um on our show because this was so cool and i would love to see your next level um in january 2022 maybe <laughs> Oh my gosh. I would love that. I would love that. It's, it's going to be like massive. <laughs> the plans I have in place, girl, like they're going to be massive. I look back at January, 2020 mm -hmm. to, to now. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like, what 
happened. And, and my friend said, if 2020 didn't bring out the hustle in you, it ain't in you. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it brought out the hustle in me. But not only that, it brought out the love in me. Mm -hmm. The love. Yes. And fearless people, we're going to end this with love. We love you. We are grateful for you listening to this and we wish you all the best. Ciao. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Fearless Soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know your time is the most valuable asset, so I don't take this lightly. As a sign of appreciation, I would love to give you free access to my 21-day Mindset Mastery and Business Strategy program. All you need to do is take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in EG Stories. Until next time, dreamer. Mwah.